Thank you for listening to Tahlequah First United Methodist Church's sermon podcast. If you'd like to learn more about our church, you can go online at tahlequahumc.org. Thank you and have a blessed day. For the last uh, few weeks, or actually for last week and then the next two weeks, we're looking at the book of uh, Job. And maybe you remember from last week that, that Job was a man from the, na- uh, from the land of Uz. And that this is a book and a story that is rooted um, in what is sometimes known as wisdom literature in the Hebrew Bible. It is a story about a man who went through a lot, who was challenged by God, and and we we like to use the word adversary, um, as an opportunity. I think this book teaches us how we deal with life when it hits the fan. Because sometimes there are things that we have to go through that are difficult. Now, I hope and pray that you never have an experience like Job. Job lost his wife, his kids, his friends, his wealth, and he had nothing but a dung heap to sit on. I hope you're never in that place. But sometimes some of us, we feel like we're in that place. And last week I talked about who we orient ourselves towards. We're, we're in the midst of those things. And, and good or bad, as Job said, we need to orient ourselves upon God. This week we find Job, he's feeling a little bit deserted. So let's check this out. The reading of Job chapter 23, verses 1 through 9 and 16 through 17. Listen to these words or they will be on the screen. Job answered, Today my complaint is again bitter. My strength is weighed down because of my groaning. Oh, that I could not know how to find him. Come to his dwelling place. I would lay out my case before him, fill my mouth with arguments, know the words with which he would answer, understand what he would say to me. Would he contend with me through brute force? No, he would surely listen to me. There are those who do the right thing and can argue with him. I could escape from my judge forever. Look, I go east, he's not there. West, and didn't discover him. North, in his activity, and I did not grasp him. He turned south, and I didn't see. God has weakened my mind. The Almighty has frightened me. And still, I am not annihilated by the darkness. He has hidden deep darkness from me. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Amen. So Job's lamenting, and for those of you that don't know what lament means, it's, it's a passionate expression of grief or sorrow. We've all lamented at some point in our lives. I heard a lot of lamenting going on yesterday at the district conferencing when people were looking at their phones and they saw that their particular team was not doing very well. A lot of lamenting going on. This is a healthy thing. For Job is sitting here. He's lost his family. He's lost his friends. He's lost his wealth. He has no idea where to turn to. 
And when he turns to God, he's struggling to find God. He's struggling to see God in the midst of this, of this craziness going on. Have you ever been there? In the midst of craziness in your life, when, when things seem to be dark and dank and, and things aren't going very well and, and it just seems like God is against you, have you ever wanted to cry out, why? We all have. We've all found ourselves like Job sitting there wondering, what's going on? Why is this happening to me? Why did this happen to the world? Why did this happen to my friend or my neighbor or my sister or my brother? Why? If we could only just plead our case before God and sit down and say, God, why me? Or, you know, like in the children's moment, if we were allowed to ask God any questions, Emily's question, just boom. Can't win with that child. Her theology is, is strong and solid. And, and, and I would probably be like the kid that say, would say, what happened to the dinosaurs? Because I want to know. But I also want to know, why cancer? Why AIDS? Why can't we just all get along? Why can't great things happen to us? Job is feeling a little deserted. And that's natural when things get rough. But Job has an epiphany, I think, in verse 17. He realizes that no matter how dark it gets, it will never be complete darkness. Because God is there providing a light that won't make the darkness deep. What Job has here is what we Christians like to say is hope. Job maintains hope. Even though he has nothing, he maintains hope. Even though Job cannot see God and is struggling with his walk with God, he still remained righteous. And he had hope and assurance that no matter what, he remembered the promise from the very beginning, I will never abandon you. Hope is a sense that sometimes... It will happen, even if we're not sure. Hope is something that we live for, strive for, long for, not just for ourselves, but others as well. I was thinking about a friend I was with this week who had just lost his father. Brandon and I grew up, we didn't grow up, you know, we didn't grow up as the Christian kids and and, you know, slinging Jesus Bible verses all around. And we didn't grow up listening to Michael W. Smith and, and, and you know, listening to Newsboys or whatever else was on the radio. We listened to ACDC and Leonard Skinner, and we ran a monk in our neighborhood. We were far from Christ growing up. But something hit me on Wednesday. He had hope for a future. He knows, he knows that even though his father is no longer around anymore and that, that cancer consumed him and he's no longer here on earth, he had hope that one day he would see him again. And he started talking about Jesus. And he wasn't doing it just because his friend, the pastor, was there. He was doing it in an honest way of what hope looks like. He knew that this worst thing wasn't the last thing. 
And in the end, God wins. And even though he was in the midst of pain, he had a lot of hope for God. That God was going to pull him through this. And he kept saying that to me. God's going to get me through this. God's going to get me through this. Even though I hurt right now, God is going to get me through this. I don't know what you've got going on. I don't know what you're dealing with. But whatever it is, God is going to get you through it. And until we believe that, we can't move on. We can't move forward. God is going to get us through this. We have to have that hope, even when things don't seem right, because sometimes in this world, it feels that way. But we have to be like that little engine that could. God is going to get us through this. God is going to get us through this. God is going to get us through this. (laughs) And sometimes we have to let go, and we have to realize God is God, and we are not. There's a famous story of a preacher who once had a parishioner who came into his study, and this man he had counseled through many difficult circumstances. The man had had some progress in dealing with his problems, but he always seemed to fall short of the mark, and he always seemed overwhelmed by life. Maybe that's one of us. But on this particular day, the man came in differently. He'd become changed. He had this big smile on his face, and he had a spring in his step, and he said, Pastor, with some joy in his his step, I've got some wonderful news to tell you. I just resigned as general manager of the universe. And it's amazing how fast my resignation was accepted and how much better I felt. Sometimes we have to let go of that. God is God, and we are not. There are things we may never understand. We have to surrender that to God. And we have to have hope. If it's one of those things that's a struggle, if it's one of those things that's painful, we have to have hope that God is going to get us through this. I'm a podcast junkie. I listen to a lot of them. I listen to a lot of sermons throughout the week. I don't I listen to at least three to five sermons each week of different pastors from all over uh, the world, and, and this particular sermon hit me pretty hard. It was John Ed Matheson. He's a famous United Methodist preacher, and he was preaching at the Church of the Resurrection, and I love the title of his sermon. It was called, When God Redefines the Possible. And he tells a story about when he was at his church in Alabama that he grew from, not, from like 400 people to like one of the largest in the connection in his time. And he told this story that when he was singing, they asked him to sing at his children's day school. And, and he said that his singing capabilities, well, were far less than subpar. I felt like I could relate with him. That's not a skill that God gave me. But when I have to, I will. And I don't care how bad it is. Because I'm trying to make a joyful noise. And as John Ed continued on the sermon illustration, he said that he would share the song with these kids. And I'm going to share it with you. I'm not going to sing it. I'm going to share it with you. 
But what he noticed is that when he shared the song with his kids, that later on in those kids' life, they, they would come to him and share that song with him because it gave them hope in the midst of their lives. It gave them hope for a future. It gave them hope that in the end, God will be there. Maybe you've heard this song before. My God is so big, so strong and so mighty, there's nothing my God cannot do. And when I heard that on Tuesday, I don't remember where I was going. It just hit me. We have to have that kind of faith. And that's what Job, pro- that Job probably sang that song. Because for Job to remain righteous, for Job to remain centered and focused on God, he had to have something to hang on to. And I think he did. I think this song was probably written by Job many years ago. My God is so big, so strong, and so mighty, there's nothing my God cannot do. If we believe that, we can conquer anything as a church. But we have to believe it. We have to have hope. We have to center our lives. And even if we feel a little disoriented, a little deserted, we have to have that hope in our God who loves us and cares for us and walks us through even the darkest, deepest moments of our lives because our God is so big and so strong and so mighty. There's nothing our God cannot do. If you take that to heart this week, the kingdom work you will do will bring greater things to this world And that's what we're called to do. We're not called to be consumers. We're called to make disciples of Jesus Christ for the transformation of the world. And that takes every one of us, no matter where we are on life, no matter how old we are, how young we are, how much pain we're going through, or no matter what else is going on in this world, because if we have hope, we are an unstoppable force. Job made it through as you've read the rest of the story, probably. If not, come back the next two weeks and you'll hear some more. (laughs) But we have to believe that our God is so big, so strong and so mighty, there is nothing our God cannot do. Hold on to that this week when it gets a little rough. Hold on to that this week when you don't know what you need to do. Hold on to that this week when a friend calls you and needs you because they know you have hope in this God that loves us and cares for us and there ain't nothing we can do about it other just smile and have hope. Let us pray. Thank you for listening to Tahlequah First Methodist Church's Sermon Podcast. If you'd love to join us in person, we worship at 10 o'clock on Sunday mornings. And you can find out more information about us by going online at tahlequahumc.org.